This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Well, I want to start tonight by wishing all the best to St. Albert native Manny Viveros, who's currently coaching the Henderson Silver Knights. That's the farm team of the Vegas Golden Knights. Of course, Manny is coached in the Western Hockey League, was an Oilers assistant coach a few years ago. Here's what the uh, Henderson Silver Knights have posted in the last hour or so. These are quotes from Manny Viveros. Unfortunately, I've been diagnosed with prostate cancer. I had to take a leave of absence at the first part of the season. We've been trying at the very early stages a game plan of what we want to do going forward. Now that we have one in place through the doctors, we have an opportunity now to go after this and treat this. I've been able to get back to work, which is for me a really important part of my life. Manny goes on to say, I'm going to be able to do that until about mid-December, and then I'm going to have to take another leave of absence for a short time to have the surgery done. And uh, Manny Beaveros also adding, I'm just reading this uh, quotes put out by the Henderson Silver Knights uh, Twitter account. Uh, Manny also said, it started with a simple blood test. The staff and players at Golden Knights training camp went through physicals and everybody got a blood test. My PSA levels came back really high, and we did a follow-up of another blood test, and they came back very high again. So that is uh, some of what Manny Viveros said today through the uh, Henderson Silver Knights Twitter account. So, yeah, we wish Manny all the best. Obviously, we know how uh, you know we know how tough news this is for him. We also know Manny's a, a tough guy, and hopefully, they found this in the early stages, and uh, he'll be able to fight through it. And good, he is able to back. Uh, he's back to work at least here for a while, and then, as he said, in mid December, he'll have to take another leave of absence to have surgery done Manny Viveros St. Albert native uh, now with the Henderson Silver Knights the head coach of that team in the AHL has prostate cancer so absolutely all the best to Manny can also tell you today the Edmonton Oilers have announced some details for next Friday's game against the New York Rangers and this is the evening which will see Kevin Lowe's number four raised to the rafters at Rogers place so here's what's going to happen on November 5th, first of all, Rogers Place, the doors will open at 444. Number four, of course. The doors will open at 444. The jersey retirement ceremony will start at 545, and it looks like it's going to last uh, a little over an hour because then the pregame warm-up for the Oilers and the Rangers will start at 7, and they'll start the game at 730. So that's the plan for next Friday. Just want to start getting that out there because it's obviously going to be a little bit of a different uh, routine for those of you who go to the games. Uh, we will bring you the whole Jersey retirement ceremony right here on 630 Chad. So I'll, I'll keep reminding you of this, of course, for, for the next week, but just to get, get the ball rolling, put it into your head, 444. Rogers Place entry gates open next Friday. Kevin Lowe's jersey retirement ceremony will start at 545 and uh, will last probably a little over an hour. And then the game between the Oilers and the Rangers will start at 730. I know sometimes with these in the past, they've had the pregame warm up and then 
the the ceremony before the game and there's a long wait for the players in between the warm-up and the start of the game so not for this they'll do the jersey retirement then they'll do the warm-up then they'll do the game and also for for next friday for this one to uh honor some of kevin's work in the community and some of the stuff he's done off the ice the proceeds from the online 50 50 are going to go to four organizations which kevin lowe and his family have uh, been involved with or have, have had a role in their lives over the years the christmas bureau of edmonton zebra child protection center sarah mclaughlin school of music and north saskatchewan riverkeeper so those four uh, organizations so that's uh a sign of uh, what's going to happen coming up on Friday. Going to be a cool celebration with Kevin Lowe's number four going to the rafters. Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. The Calgary Flames doing very well lately, leading the Pittsburgh Penguins 1-0 with about 13 minutes left in the second period. Johnny Goudreau gets his first of the season for the Flames, who you know are doing pretty well, rolling in here with a record of 4-1-1. Their only regulation loss was to the Edmonton Oilers. Start of the second period, Lightning lead the Coyotes 3-zip. Also early in the second, Carolina up 1-0 on Boston. Carolina, like the Oilers, have started 5-0. The Oilers couldn't stretch it to 6 last night. Carolina will try to do so. Tony D'Angelo has scored his first of the season for the Canes. And just getting underway, the Avalanche and the Blues. Several games coming up later, including Vancouver, home to Philadelphia. The Jets visit the Los Angeles Kings and the Montreal Canadiens still sporting that one and six record, tough start for them. They're going to be taking on the San Jose Sharks. A couple other games as well. And Thursday night football could be a beauty. Could be a beauty. The Green Bay Packers are six and one. They're going to be taking on the Arizona Cardinals, who are seven and oh. That one's going to kick off in about 10 minutes. And of course, we will keep you updated. Obviously, a heavy, heavy time in the hockey world. And we will touch on the Kyle Beach Chicago Blackhawks story with. Uh, you know, one of the most, uh, you know, a, a guy who's been through this and uh, very well-spoken when it comes to abuse and hockey culture and all those types of things. Sheldon Kennedy is going to join us between 6.30 and 7. But we will get into now some of the latest from uh, what's going on with the Edmonton Oilers. And, of course, I'm happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. You can email insidesports at 630ched.com. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. So... The Oilers unable to get it done last night against the Philadelphia Flyers. I didn't think the Oilers played that played that bad. They they probably played better overall than they did in a couple of games they won this season. You know, giving up a goal in the final second of a period generally comes back to haunt you. Uh, giving up uh, a goal where your goalie gives the puck away behind the net that uh, generally comes back to haunt you. And giving away a goal, a slap shot from range down the right side. You know, not a great goal given up by Koskinen. That usually comes back to haunt you if all three happen in the same game well then you're probably not going to be in very good shape so the Oilers suffer the 5-3 loss at the hands of the Philadelphia Flyers good showing by Carter Carter Hart the local kid in the uh, Philadelphia net and uh, again Koskinen who had played very well I, I you know I know Rob and I took some calls after the game yesterday well should have they started Koskinen uh, all that kind of stuff and hey, I've I've had my criticisms of Koskinen. I think he's I think he's a backup goalie. I I don't think he's a number one. I think that's been proven over the year over the years. But hey, he had a 9.43 save percentage going into the game, so I don't think there was any reason not to start him last night. He didn't have a great game, and and that's 
that would be my concern with Koskinen. It's not that he never plays well. It's not that he never plays well. It's that, you know, he has some high-end games, but then his drop-off games tend to be, you know, below average or he lets in a couple of really poor goals. He made some great saves last night. No doubt about that. There were a couple of occasions where I thought the puck was going in and he stopped at a couple others that were absolutely grade-A scoring opportunities and uh, he was able to come up with a stop. But then, yeah, I mean, you give the puck away behind the net and uh, certainly the Cam Atkinson goal in the third period, those virtually never go in in today's day and age in the National Hockey League. The face-offs last night, the Oilers had been very good through the first five games of the season. Last night, Flyers 58%, Oilers 42%. Though Dave Tippett did say after the game that they track the stats their own way, and that's not what the Oilers had the face-offs at in terms of their stat tracking. So I thought, you know, Dave Tippett came out and spoke today, optional uh, optional practice, so we had a little more time with Dave, and I said, well, okay, w- will you show us your stats? Will you reveal what uh, your face-off stats were? He said no. He also said this. The, the NHL stats are let's just say average at best with face-off hits, giveaways. Not To me, they're not useful. We do our own stuff. So. Okay, so they, they do their own stuff, which, which I knew. It, it wasn't sure to what extent, but most NHL teams are going to prioritize their own areas of the game and track things their own way. So it's consistent because you do see in the NHL different, uh, different things from building to building. And as the discussion went on with Tippett and the wags in the media, uh, there, there was this, it starts with a question asked by my buddy Slav Kornick over at global television. Before last night's game, uh, you know, those comments made about the number of shots you guys are giving up to this point. Is that overplayed or is... Way overplayed. That's that's my own pet peeve. You talk about Korsky and Fenske and this and this. I see 10 shots a game every game that I would class as a turnover, not a shot on goal. So you, I, that's, you guys can talk about that all you want. That's inconsequential to me. If you're getting bombarded every night with grade A chances, now I got a concern. But I, I go more on scoring chances and legitimate shots, not just pucks that are flipped at the net from the other end. So those analytics guys will be all over you, Dave. I've been doing. I've been doing. Fenwick, not Fence. I've been doing analytics <laughs> way longer than a lot of these <laughs> analytics, and mine are actually what happened in the game. And we use we use company. We use a, we use way more analytics than people know, but they're ones that actually matter. You know, here's a little thing. And I I posted that quote on Twitter today because I thought it was an interesting quote. And, you know, there's there's a lot of people who do analytics sort of on their own time or or for a blog or or because they're interested in hockey. And, And that's cool. But as I've said numerous times on the show, a lot of them think they have figured out the game of hockey and that the people who actually work in the NHL don't know what they're talking about or don't do analytics properly. Look, Dave Tippett is trolling you guys. He knows it's not Korsky and Fenske. He's trolling you. And most of you took the bait because you don't recognize nuance or subtleties of human interaction. But that's fine. Be angry about it. 780-496-0063. 
Robert's on the line. Robert, I know you're never angry. You're always level-headed. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I guess for the most part. But, yeah, I guess uh, I think uh, I have a couple thoughts about the game last night. I guess, uh, you know what, I think uh, Koskinen overall, I don't think he was bad. The fourth goal, sure, he should have had it. But, I mean, you know what, this is what? The last night was game six out of 82. And... Koskinen came in his first three starts, played really well. I'm a, honestly, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to get on him too much because he let in one bad goal. I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I think, uh, I think he'll bounce back assuming he starts on Saturday. And I think, uh, knowing uh, Skinner, I've Skinner at this point, although, although I do have faith, he ha, he has what it takes to eventually become that number one guy in the NHL. I don't think he's there yet, and I wouldn't throw him in just because Koskinen had one, if you want to call it, off game. Yeah, well, I think if Smith is healthy, he'll play on Saturday. We still don't know his his status. Like I said, it wasn't a full practice today, so, I mean, he would have skated, and we'll probably get another update tomorrow. I would think they go back with Koskinen if Smith isn't ready, and that's nothing against Skinner. I, I, again, I've said Skinner had a really good camp. The Oilers spoke highly of how he played. Yeah, I, look, Robert, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm slamming Koskinen. I just got to tell you what I see from his performance. And I just, again, when I, uh, to me, the true number one goalies in the NHL, when they are average, they still are steady and don't give up a lot of bad goals. I mean, a couple of bad goals last night went out on Costco, and at least I thought they would. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the, the I mean, like, the one, uh, I mean, like, the one where uh, Costco had the puck behind the net, he turned it over, Philly came around and stuffed it in. I would classify that as a bit of a bad goal. The fourth one was a bad goal. But, I mean, you know what, for, uh, for a guy like Skinner, I think, uh, I think at this point he's just, uh, you know what I I, I mean uh, I know I know the next game is only, only the seventh game of the season, but I mean I don't I don't want I mean I just I think I think Skinner I I think what he needs right now he needs the he needs the experience of watching, on an NHL bench which he's gaining right now, and I think as soon as next year he can he can fight for a job, but. I mean, you know what? Other than that, I think, I think last night the Oilers played well. They just they had, they had a lot of they had a lot of chances to take the lead. Carter Hart was just better. Carter Hart made good saves, and he made good saves at the right time. Big saves at the big moment, as we always hear from uh, uh, Rob Brown. Anyway, uh, uh, thanks, Reese. Thanks, Robert. We'll see you. That's Robert on the Certainty Hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Twenty after six. Quick timeout. Inside Sports on Chin. Okay, go to the phone lines here quickly. We got Jack standing by. Hey, Jack, you're on with Reed. Go ahead. Uh, Jeff. Every oh, sorry. Go Kos- ahead. Every time Koskinen touched the puck last night, he just seemed to hesitate. Don't the coaches tell him not to handle the puck? Well, apparently not. <laughs> Would it be a good idea for them to do that? 
I don't know. I, I mean, I think there's times that a goalie feels he wants to go out and stop it to try to get get the play going. I, I, he certainly provided some nervous moments for for the fans. There's no doubt about that. I mean, maybe he would be better off just staying in the net. Also have Bullfrog on the line. Bullfrog, go ahead. How's it going, Reed? Love the show. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks. Um, I disagree with the, the first caller. Uh, to me, Koskinen, uh, like, watch the games. Koskinen has never proven himself to be a true number one. Uh, I, I feel he's barely an NHL backup. Like uh, Bob talks about, well, they had the whatever best uh, goaltending record in the NHL. I, like, I don't care. You watch the games when Koskinen's in net, those bad goals are killing us, killing the team. And then yeah, well, like I, could, I said, like I said, I, I think he's a, I think he's an NHL backup. I mean, he's capable of playing well, but he's, as I've said numerous times, his his drop off games cost games. Absolutely, I think with the way Skinner played though in the preseason, I think the kid deserves a shot. I watched. I agree with everybody from his previous preseason to this preseason. He's night and day a different goalie. In, in my opinion, I, I think he deserves a shot. Yeah, and absolutely. I just wanted to make a comment about how you said you don't care about the entertainment factor of the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was about a week ago, I think. I, I remember going to a Montreal Canadiens game years ago with my mother, and no word of a lie, her and I fell asleep at the game. That's how boring of a hockey game that was that night. But in and Montreal after, or here? No, here in Edmonton. <laughs> Okay, and and then I got lucky enough to go to a game in Vegas last year. Honestly, I loved it. It was so great. I I totally disagree with you on that. No, that's Thanks fine. I I think I am. I think I am probably in the minority. Thanks, Bullfrog. Okay, appreciate the calls, uh, Sheldon Kennedy, coming up on Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.